0: Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, Where are you right now? Are you South Carolina? or?
1: I'm in Charlotte now.
0: Okay. You live there now, right?
1: Yep. Live in Charlotte now. Still pretty much working a ton in Charleston, but um, we're about three hours away.
0: Okay. And you live for Charleston for how long? How long did you live
1: there? We lived in Charleston for three years, um, and then we moved here last June.
0: Cool. And how do you like it better than Charleston, or do you not
1: like it better? <laughs> I definitely don't like it better. Yeah. This is like home for me. But my parents are here, and we've got twin boys, toddlers, and so we definitely appreciate the free babysitting. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but um, I I miss the beach a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. I we don't li- we live like two hours from my parents and my wife's parents, yeah. and like I really it's felt rough. I really felt the like oh we don't like you want to go out this weekend it's like no like, like we you have to take like, all the kids with you yeah well it's just like you know versus if we live 10 minutes away it'd be like no problem but it's yeah. yeah it's it's really like taking its toll in the last couple of years my daughter just turned three like a couple weeks ago so like and i'm like yeah, wow, y'all have been, been in the thick years. of
1: it <laughs> yeah. yeah you feel like you're on an island for sure
0: yeah and i remember not really caring about that before i had kids mm-hmm. i'm like now it's fine mm-hmm. like whatever and like, yeah. whoa, but like, yeah, definitely, definitely takes its toll. So, okay, before you got into photography, you did you were an education major, correct?
1: Yes, um, English major turned high school English teacher, um, and that feels like a million years ago, but <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, did you? So, I did you? Oh, was that in uh, South Carolina that you taught?
1: I did. I started teaching in North Carolina and then we moved. I took a job at a high school in um, Charleston and that's where I, I finished my career out. Did you
0: um, always want to teach high school or like did it matter to you or middle school elementary or
1: It 100% mattered to me <laughs> because the elementary school I did not have the patience for. Middle schoolers are mean. And high schoolers felt like small adults to me. So
0: Yeah, that, that's probably, the, that's the way to look at it, I think. Because little kids, you, like, can't control them. And yes. then middle school kids are, like, just becoming really, like, like their attitudes are getting, you know. Yes,
1: all the hormones, I can't yeah. deal with that.
0: <laughs> so that. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. You are more mature, for sure, when you're 16,
1: 17. Yes, I <laughs> loved working for I loved working in high schools like every time I tell people I used to be a teacher they're like oh yeah you left because of the kids I'm like no I loved the kids like they were great it was the adults that make things challenging and so I agree
0: that's how it is with a lot of things as you get older I feel like I'm like oh the adults are like the problem here like especially like um like kids sports and stuff. It's like, Oh gosh, a kid, like it, adults shouldn't even be so allowed toxic. to watch. <laughs> you should like have yes. to pass an like a, a test to like be able to go. I think.
1: Yes. Agreed.
0: <laughs> toxic is definitely the word. That's a good word uh, for that. Yes. But so way back when I want to start as early as yeah. we can basically. So growing up, did you always grow up in the South Charleston area or no?
1: Um, Actually, no, I grew up in Charlotte. Well, let me back up. I actually was born in Mississippi. Then we lived in Asheville, North Carolina in the mountains for probably about four or five years. And then we moved to Charlotte. So I just consider Charlotte home. And like, I feel like that's where I remember the bulk of my childhood. Um, And yeah, but I've definitely always been in the South. I went to school in North Carolina, um, at University of North Carolina. And um, after that, worked in Greensboro, North Carolina for two years and then got a job on a whim in Charleston. And so then that's where I spent the last three years.
0: That's cool. I, I do like North Carolina. My sister-in-law yeah. lives there. She lives in Wilmington and I really like Oh, yeah. Wilmington. Wilmington's great. Yeah. It seems like it's, Um, I don't know if booming is the right word, but like way more changing popular changing now sure. than it was like yes. 10, 15 years ago for sure.
1: 100%. Yeah. yeah.
0: I know there's like a nice Such good like, food yeah. there yeah well and there's like a good like art scene. i know they, they film like movies mm-hmm. there now and they yeah that, it happened 20 years ago that wasn't a thing when's like the first time we're jumping around here i guess sorry but like yeah when's no. like, the first time you picked up a camera and you were like oh this is fun
1: yeah so this is actually a really fun story so. <laughs> um my husband and i were long distance for a while he actually um, was living in Wilmington at the time when we met and I was living in Greensboro. So we were about, about three hours apart and we would take turns visiting each other. And he, one weekend was like, I've got this really fun like date plan for us. I just bought a camera off of QVC and like he just wanted something to like take random pictures on and didn't think anything about it. I had never picked up a camera before other than like disposables and stuff like that and he um I went there for the weekend and he was like we're gonna do a photo walk around Wilmington and I was like okay cool and like he had this full scavenger hunt list of things that we were going to take pictures of and we did that all day and I was like oh my god this is so much fun like we had a blast and he was like he was like your pictures are really good like he was like have you ever thought about like you know, learning about real photography, and I was like, yeah, like, you know, I was starting my master's program, like, I just wasn't interested, So I was like, this is just for fun, and life went on normal, we would take pictures here and there, um, together, and just never really thought anything of it, um, fast forward a year, uh, I had gotten completely burnt out at work, and I knew I wasn't, like, bringing my best self to work, And so I I knew that that was hurting the kids more than helping them. And so I asked if I could resign mid-year, which is really kind of like a no-no in the teaching world. But I just felt very convicted to do that. And I came home and I told my husband, I was like, I'm going to turn in my resignation this week. And he was like, Okay. And I was like, and I don't know what I'm going to do, but just give me six months and I'll figure it out. And like, it's going to be fine. And he was like, okay, I'm going to support you. Like whatever you want to do, we'll make it work. And so I, I left my job that month. And the first day that I was like done teaching, I went and I sat in a Barnes and Nobles all day. And I was like, I'm not leaving here until I figure out what it is that I want to do. And I was like looking through books. I was reading about all different careers. And then I was like, god, you know what? I forgot. I have a camera. I need to try out photography. And that's literally how it was all born. And from there, I just started teaching myself everything that I could. And um, and yeah, I just, I ended up growing a business.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, first off, QVC buying a camera from QVC—that's like <laughs> the first thing I heard. I was like, "Whoa, QVC!" I I forgot yes. about QVC. That's crazy. I, know. Uh, I
1: think that's I, honestly the last thing we've all. <laughs>
0: yeah, my parent. I remember my parents bought like a camcorder on QVC. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like twenty some years ago, but like yep. I can just picture the camera like spinning on that little platform, <laughs> yes. and those women talking about it how good it is. But yeah, so yeah. she picked up that camera and or. When you were in Barnes and Noble, were you looking through a photography book or or did it just pop in your head?
1: It just popped in my head. I was like, because I had gotten frustrated, like I, I had been there a couple of hours at this point and I was like, nothing is like making sense to my brain. That would be like a good transition for me career wise. And I was kind of like getting to the point where I was like, maybe I just need to go back to school again. And I had just got my master's. And so I was like, maybe I need to go back to school again. And then finally, just something clicked in my head. I was like, oh, my God, I have a camera. Like, I could start a photography business or at least like run one on the side while I figure everything else out.
0: So you. You quit mid year, like that takes mm-hmm. like gu- guts. First off, to be like, you know yes. what, I'm gonna figure it out bye. Like, yes. so it, mu- it must yes. have been bad. You said that you were like burnout. It must have been bad, like bad. It
1: was pretty bad. Um, there was a lot of different things going on in terms of like, you know, I I felt like very boxed in. I felt like I wasn't able to be. I went into teaching thinking that I was going to be able to like walk into my classroom design lessons that felt very authentic to who I was and the knowledge that I could bring my students I thought that I would be able to evaluate them holistically versus just thinking about the test and things were in such a disarray with the curriculum at the time they were switching Mm -hmm. from like common core into like you know all these new things and so I was just like this is not what I signed up for and like the adults were making it very complicated for me to just go in and do my job, which is to teach. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm doing a disservice because I just honestly am not thriving in these conditions. And so that's, that's literally what happened. And it just burnt me out completely.
0: I feel like there's always someone like pushing down from above in the educational system.
1: Absolutely.
0: I have two relatives and worked at the school that I was in for, you know, 12 years of my life. And yeah. i first off I hear all the stories behind the scenes oh
1: yeah I'm sure you do like growing
0: up and I remember (laughs) just being like wow like this seems like an awful place to work I remember thinking that but yeah uh, yeah like that's yeah the curriculum stuff I mean that's yeah I can't imagine but
1: and Chris you know what's funny about you saying that is like my dad was a principal my mom was a teacher so I also grew up hearing all of these awful stories and somehow I still thought that I could go in and make of like
0: radical change yeah it's i don't know and, and i also it's like <laughs> to be candid i always i always think of like how obnoxious i was as like a high schooler <laughs> and i'm yes. like i would not want to deal with me when i was like <laughs> yes. there's no like, like like now that i think about it i'm like oh that's why that teacher probably hated me because i'm like oh i just was like i just i don't know i just behaved like you know like an idiot Growing like a 16 year old yep. yeah and so yeah I, but i've talked to uh, other people on this uh, podcast. About education, and yeah. I think it, I believe it was Molly McCauley. And she, uh-huh. I think we talked about like, uh just like how I don't know, like the education system is there's like a flaw in it. And if you go to like other countries, totally. it's yeah, it's sort of like, well, why don't we do this? It seems so obvious to yes. do this, like, but then you know, it's it doesn't make any sense. You decided I'm gonna take the camera, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna figure it out now. Mm-hmm. I think so many people can be like, Hey, I have a camera. I'm a photographer now. Like anyone can do that. Right. But you, you did it and you made something out of it, which is the difference. So what, I guess, what did you do pretty much right after that?
1: Yeah. So I immediately, of course, being a teacher, I love being a student. I instantly just treated it as if I was like curating my own fine art course. Like I went, and just was like okay i got to figure out who the big players in this industry are who's got the like information that i need to have like who do i need to like i knew i needed like a mentor or like somebody and honestly i was met with crickets like i was emailing so many people looking for a mentor or a coach and at the time it wasn't popular to have that kind mm-hmm. of offering in your service cuz this was back in 2016 2015 um and I was like okay so I'm not gonna be able to find a mentor it looks like I'm gonna have to do all this myself and I just like did deep dives on YouTube picked up as many courses as I could find just social media like trying to understand I was really good about being able to look at a body of work and like pull out what I liked about it and then I just had, then it was just a matter of, I got to go figure out how I can learn how to do that. And so some of that was like teaching myself film. Some of it was teaching myself just how to use a digital camera. And then about maybe three or four months of doing that, I finally got an email on a whim. Somebody's photographer was last minute going to be, um, I think they were like sick or something that happened with the photographer and she's like i know you have a camera i don't know if you've ever shot a wedding before but we just need somebody with a camera to show up and it was a wedding in panama city beach florida and i charged i think like nine hundred dollars and when the invoice got paid my husband was like we were both like oh my god like i can't believe yeah. that we just booked a wedding and we were so excited and we were like I made $900 and just had no idea like what the pricing should be or anything. Of course, I like lost so much money on that because we had to travel to Panama City, Beach, Florida to shoot this wedding. But literally the moment things got started and it was only like a three or four hour day. But literally the minute things got started, I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like I just knew it and I was like, this is it. And I'm going to go full steam ahead. And then once I knew that it was, I was all in on weddings, things took off like very quickly from there.
0: So you shot that wedding and then Mm -hmm. your next step was probably what, like to website or, I mean, what did you?
1: Yeah, no, I, I literally just focused on still just learning. I did just like a ton of style shoots, a ton of like model calls between couples and just figuring out like what my process was going to look like for that. Um, a lot of like buying a million presets, I feel like. like (laughs) I think everyone did that. Yeah. We
0: all did that at some point.
1: (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. So many presets. And so, um, just kind of went going through that stuff. And then after I got, after I shot that wedding, I ended up buying, I ended up booking, I think two or three weddings shortly after that. And again, these were all like very basic, small, intimate things, not like big full wedding days. Um, but it took about two or three and then I was like, okay, I have a portfolio now, like now it's time for a website. And so (laughs) I just always think about like the fact, how confident I was back then to know, like literally nothing, but I was like, this is legit. Like I'm going to build a business, like just like this. And like, I just kind of took it off from there.
0: Yeah. You just like followed the steps and also it seemed like there was not much pressure which is like a good thing right because nope. we're just like well i'm just gonna learn and do this i guess but so literally yeah well th- honestly uh like you mentioned youtube earlier like you went on youtube mm-hmm. and that's what people ask me all the time they're like hey how do i do this and i'm like look we can do like a YouTube? mentorship <laughs> if you want like but like yeah. tr- just y- just you look up youtube like it's so Go to YouTube you someone anything. made a bit vi- yes yeah, someone made a video about that exact thing my uh, my tripod my like uh, the center column twist lock mm-hmm. broke at a wedding the other day and I was like dang it I was really you know, annoyed I have yeah. extra tripods but I was like Ugh. I was like this is like a $500 tripod and this one little yeah. tiny thing is and I looked it up and sure enough there's like a bunch of videos on how to sp- fix that specific piece and I was like yes so yep. yeah YouTube the education on it's like crazy but <laughs> I feel like some it's people insane. take YouTube for granted but uh, they do.
1: It's... And we were, I was actually just talking with my parents last night about this. Like they had seen like some news story about like AI technology and like chat GPT and like all this stuff. And they were asking my husband and I about it. And we were like, honestly, you can literally ask it any question and it will tell you the information that you need to know. Like yes. there's so many options now for learning.
0: You we're getting a hold of people doing some style shoots and you're still in, is this North Carolina then still or no?
1: No, I am I was in South Carolina at okay. this point.
0: And I guess what happened next? Like what was like the next big step?
1: Yeah. The next big step was I think getting the right gear. Um, I upgraded. I remember to like, I got, went ahead and got the full frame camera. I'm pretty sure I was shooting maybe like a Canon 6D or something like that um, getting the right lenses and just kind of, I built out this like full kit. And that's when like, I saw my husband always calls it. He says that I have like these huge leaps in my business at certain points. And he was like, we always refer to that as like the first big leap. My work just was like instantly taken to another level. And that was really what started kind of putting me on the map um, I ended up booking out like 40 weddings, I think in 2016 and they were all over the country. I lost a ton of money. So I, like I say 40 weddings, but like I lost a lot of money on that, <laughs> but it gave me a full year to
0: shoot all awesome try weddings, everything. Yeah.
1: yeah. I got to shoot really great weddings because I was giving them such an affordable rate <laughs> and, um. And so I did that. And at the end of that year, I ended up getting uh, the range finder 30 rising stars um, award. And that was something that like, that was my first little kind of blip in the media in terms of like wedding publications and whatnot. And so that really helped give me a little bit of brand credibility, I think. And then from there, it was just refining at that point now people are starting to respond to my emails when I reach out about mentoring and coaching and I'm starting to soak up I'm doing a little bit of second shooting from people that I admire because I can learn from them and then I was like okay like I finally started feeling like I know what I'm doing and I just kept refining every year like it was like just refine just keep refining keep learning keep growing and that's what I did and that fast-forwards us to 2020, when then I got put on the bride's best photographers list. And that was like another huge leap for my career because, again, it just gave it another little bit of brand legitimacy. I was starting to now understand my own artistry and who I was as an artist. Like, I had done all the grunt work, I had done all the back-end business stuff, I understood who I was in that capacity. But now I needed to focus on who I was as an artist and a creative and what I wanted to be known for in the industry. And that's honestly, you know, I feel like I'm in the middle of another leap right now, because it's taken since 2020 to really understand who I am as an artist. And I kind of had to go through this, like, unlearning process i was so focused on surviving as a business in the first few years of my business like all of us are that i had been i realized i had inhaled so much information that i was just basically regurgitating everything that i was seeing online like there was nothing original about what i was doing it really just came down to personality people liked me Mm -hmm. but i needed something more than them just liking me i needed them to connect with my art as well Um, and so that's kind of what I've been working on and in the middle of this last two years.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like what you said about like, uh, growing as a business and you were, you were kind of worried about like, well, I just want to survive. Yeah. It's definitely like hard to, hard to like look ahead when you keep like, you know, looking back and being like, Oh, like, am I gonna, am I going to be able to survive? Like,
1: yeah,
0: it's hard to grow. So yeah, that makes total sense. I, I love that. And I was going to say, when you said you did like 40 weddings, like, yeah, I would say most of us started off doing way too many, but like that's basically yeah. like an investment, right, for you. It was basically like, well, yeah. I'm losing money on this. I don't care. That's 40 weddings that you get to basically go crazy with with your portfolio, and then it sets yes. you up for the next year, and that's, I don't know. That's like one thing about the photo and video business. It's like even when you, like, quote, lose money, it could be a great investment. Like you could get,
1: absolutely. you know, how
0: many times have we done that over the last however many years yeah. where, you're, where you're like, Oh, they saw this one wedding I shot and it got me, you know, three more jobs or whatever. It's like the best. That's feeling. how it works. <laughs> yeah, and, I know it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you mentioned as well, like years ago, people would like, you know, not respond to you. And then now it's mm-hmm. like, you know, now they're probably like, oh, crap, I gotta I gotta respond right now because it's you know, what I'm saying <laughs> I, I love how it flips like that. It's sort of like, yep. well, now you know who I am. So <laughs> that recognition. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, what do you do? What do you have planned now? If you don't mind me asking.
1: Yeah, totally. So this last month, I just had my brand refresh, which was really, really exciting because it honestly felt like, like coming out as a business for the first time all over again. Like I felt like I truly was reintroducing myself to the world. And that's really just the focus of the rest of the year is like just reintroducing myself as an artist And it's even been interesting because I've been really keen on using the word like artist or visual artist or whatnot in comparison to like photographer, because I just really wanted people to look at me in that light versus just another like robotic business that was the same as everybody else's. And it's like so funny now that people will like talk to me and refer to me as that now or like when they're talking about my photos, they'll say like your art which I love and that's not like a toot my own horn moment but it's just like it has taken a lot of work to like build this up and like to reframe how people think about me and interact with my work and so I'm just going to be working really hard at that this year to just keep refining keep learning and um and now starting to share a little bit more of that with the world so I'm speaking at hybrid co coming up which is going to be fun. Um, speaking at a couple more workshops this year, maybe having my own workshop at some point awesome. this year. So just like kind of starting to share with the world and teach other people how they can position themselves like that in the industry and like really start creating business, creative businesses that they love.
0: And You're getting back into education, which is what you, exactly. <laughs> so it's like a mix of like the two things that you love. Right. Cause I mean, I'm sure you still, yeah. even though you, said you were burnt out. I'm sure you still miss teaching, right?
1: Oh my gosh, I miss it so much. People ask me that all the time. I'm like, I miss the relationships. Like the relationships I had with the kids were like everything. I never had behavior issues because I always built really strong community within my classrooms. And I miss that. And like being able to coach my peers now has given me like that similar sense of community. And I love that. Because I wish I would have had that from year one. Like I felt very isolated year one because it was so hard to build community back then. And so I love being able to like give newer photographers a sense of community now.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And that's part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast. It's like yep. a lot of people were like, you know, what, what is this podcast? <laughs> and I was like, you know, <laughs> I go, I don't exactly know yet. But I think we'll, I'll find my footing as, as I go. Because I was like... I just like at least in person like i guess i'm a talker and so i'm like hey i just like to talk to people about random things uh even like e3 meetups when i talk to someone it's not always about you know photography videography all that stuff you know weddings it's sometimes it's just random stuff because that's how natural conversations go you just sort of like oh yeah i've been there blah 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 i don't know like just casual stuff and i love hearing about like you know oh they grew up there and they do this and oh I, did you know that they had a background in that like that's what I like yeah. to talk about stuff like that like how people grew up you know like what their parents did stuff like that you said your parents are both you know in the uh, educational system like yeah things like that it which gives makes, you insight yeah. into
1: how their brains even work I agree like it's it's fascinating
0: yeah I love that and uh that's Again, part of the reason why for this podcast, because I was like, there's a lot of introverts in our industry. I'm totally. definitely more extroverted extroverted, but like uh it's nice if someone is like, Oh, hey, there's so and so at a meetup. Uh oh, did you hear their podcast? Like they Yeah like, I really related to that. I don't know. I, I just want to bring people together, basically. That's pretty no. much it.
1: This is great. (laughs) No, I talk about this all the time, too, when people are like, how do I make like connections with planners and whatnot? I'm like, well, you need to find out who they are outside of their business because that will let you know, do you even like them on like Mm -hmm a basic level? Do you even know, do you, will your personalities mesh? Will your personal beliefs mesh? Like all those things are really important to creating like strong working relationships with people. And if not, at least being able to understand, you know, what inspires them, what their background has been and how they draw that into the work that they produce. Like, I think that this type of podcast will be so great for the industry.
0: Yeah. And it's, like I said we just like kind of go off on tangents usually yeah Uh, so and that's again that's like organic so I love doing that and just finding out random facts about people so I love that but I was gonna ask uh what are like some of your favorite places you've ever shot
1: yeah well so I love New York shooting in New York was the thing that turned the light bulb on for me that like oh, I want my business to feel completely different than what it feels like right now. Um, I feel like, so again, drawing back from my background, I grew up with educators as parents. My dad being a principal was very visible within the school district, which means I always constantly had eyes on me. I could never like I could never get in trouble at school without him finding out in probably (laughs) 30 seconds. um, I always felt like I had eyeballs on me all the time. But when I go to New York, I get to just blend in and I get to be an observer and I don't have to have these eyes on me and I can actually be whoever it is that I want to be. And I freaking love that. That sent like just a rush through me. And that is what has inspired this like whole rebrand of being whoever it is that I want to be and like giving myself permission to evolve. Um, So love New York. I could write a love letter there. Um, I love DC. And I know these probably seem like super boring places in comparison to like the entire world, but these are just places where I feel the most alive. Um, love Charleston. Uh, I did shoot a wedding and I've shot a couple of weddings in the Caribbean and I love that. My husband and I were like big beach people, like would live our lives in a tent on the beach if we could. So, um, that's been really fun. And oh, another place that I really love that I feel like is underrated is Big Sur, California. Like I, I feel like, like every time I go there, I just feel like a peace. And like, I just truly feel God there. And I love that place so much. I love shooting there. Um, But yeah, any, you know, and again, I, I said this on my Instagram story the other day, I was like, it's not so much about like, the destinations for me at this point, as it is the people and their stories, like whenever that's really interesting to me, like wherever they're getting married, that's where I want to be. And so that's why I find your podcast so interesting. Cause I love knowing the story behind the people. Yeah. And, and so wherever an interesting story can be told, that's where I'm, where I want to go.
0: Yeah. It's sort of like, a like each episode can be like a sort of like mini autobiography, basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is fun. But no, I love that um, our industry basically like it's one of few that I think that it kind of doesn't really matter where you live, which is cool. Yeah. Like if you, you know do your anywhere. business correctly, yeah, like it's it doesn't just doesn't really matter, which is awesome. Yeah. I just wanted to uh say thank you for coming on and taking time. Yeah. Is, is there anything else like that you wanted to say that I didn't ask or anything like that? No,
1: I just really appreciate this. Like I truly I cannot wait to listen. I, I know you mentioned you had Molly on and like I can't wait to hear her episode because I love Molly. And so I just I'm excited to hear who you get to chat with and learn a little bit about them. So I think this is awesome and I'm so happy for you.
0: Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah.
1: Thank you for having me on. All right,
0: Thank you. Bye.
1: Bye.